0: In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about getting the heebies and the jeebies, the Jumanji factor, and the triangle of terror. In our discussion of Here There Are Monsters by Amelinda Berube. Welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Here There Are Monsters (laughs) by. I can't even say the word (laughs) by. I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Here There Are Monsters by Amelinda Barabay.
0: We're not talking about vampires in this episode.
1: No, this this this, this <laughs> book is specifically because there are no vampires to fit in with the book,
0: with
1: book I challenge. Know. Monster mash monsters that are not vampires. We know
0: we can't believe we said it either. Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened to don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that so you don't care about any of that, then listen up.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what I'm finding so funny. I don't know either. I'm scared of what this
0: episode is gonna
1: be like. I'm excited for it. I've been looking forward to to discussing this one since since I read it.
0: Oh yeah, me too. Which since is pretty I read much it. my
1: initial thoughts. So I'm just gonna jump ahead about to that bit. Yeah. but yeah, <laughs> that's fine.
0: Yeah, I was Give gonna me say a... since yeah. I read it or read it again and then read it again. That's you've read like, at excited. least
1: three times, at least. Was good. Creepy AF. Yeah, Give me your juicy, juicy, sweet, sweet background info. Okay,
0: so I found this on, as I choke on my own mucus, um, I found this (laughs) background info on the bookbrats.blogspot.com, which I'm pretty sure I've found stuff from there before. You have. Uh, But this is about inspirations for the book. And Emma Linda said another source of inspiration, because she was talking about other stuff like the woods being creepy, but another source of her inspiration was a collection of photos by Charles Frager called Wilder Man, which captures masks and costumes depicting a whole menagerie of monsters that haunt the midwinters of northern Europe. And her monsters owe a lot to some of the bonier creatures in that series. And there's a link that we are going to share with you so you can see these Monsters. They're super fun.
1: They're creepy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty good. Um,
1: you there's know, a couple that kind of. Well, yeah, there's a couple as well that I would say are very um Krampus like as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, we means... all know how
0: I feel about Krampus.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Very good.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about the monster on the cover of the book? Because it's not really a monster, it's a girl, but it's also a monster, maybe?
1: Well, once you've read the book, you kind of... You might think, initially, it's going to be the person whose perspective you're reading from, so it's going to be Sky, but actually I think it's Deidre on the front of the book.
0: Oh yeah, that, that f- dirty, frazzled hair.
1: The dress
0: tattered dress,
1: yeah. And the the actual creature. And then you think, oh, that's a bit creepy. It's like an 11-year-old child.
0: She's 13. But then,
1: 13, sorry. But that, that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> that just increases the hormone Th- that levels. That makes it worse. Which is scarier. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then when you read the book and you find out about the character, it makes it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, man. Creepy AF.
0: Yeah. Everything about this book is um yikes
1: it's a bit disquieting when you start to think about it as well and then you know yeah
0: you can't think about it too long or no things get bad
1: that's it i know when we were talking about what books we wanted to think about covering this month to to fit the book theme. Well, like, oh, well, you know, there's mummies, you know, there's werewolves, there's just the monsters, like, in this one. And um, one of the things, well, well, isn't humans, like, the scariest monster of them all?
0: Yeah, but then at the same time, there's also actual monsters in this book, and then you're like, Ew!
1: Which is what makes this such a fitting entry into the Book Club Challenge theme oh, of Monster yeah. Mash. And really, really quite terrifying because it's all about the human it's it's not just about the creatures, it's about the human potential. Yeah. If you start digging into it and start psychoanalysing it. Yeah. Shall we do then, a summary and then start digging into I it and psychoanalysing it? <laughs> I really
0: think that we should, but I do want to say that I'm glad that we went with this one over something that's a little more, you know, flowery, such as continuing the um Laney Taylor Books. We talked about doing that. Yes. Which I mean, hello, I love Lainey Taylor and I love those books so much, but they're there's not a creepy. whimsy to them.
1: No, there's a whimsy to them.
0: Yes. The magic and whimsy and this is magic and horror.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I love. So that's fine. All right. Yeah. Oh. Sky is startled awake by her mother running into her basement bedroom asking if she's seen Deidre. Yeah, she was playing outside in the woods after school, but now it's late into the night and Deidre hasn't been seen in hours. How could Sky have fallen asleep when she was supposed to be watching her sister? Yeah, that's right. It's all Sky's fault that Deidre is missing. At least that's how her mom always makes her feel. They scour the house, and when they check Deirdre's bed, they see it's full of sticks and pine cones and leaves. That's
1: got to mean something, right? Better call the police! When the police arrive, they ask all sorts of questions about Deirdre, and it's evident that she's not your typical thirteen-year-old. She has never had any real friends, only her older sister, Skye, and the ones she makes from sticks and bones. (laughs) Typical 13-year-old, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Skye, Deidre, and their parents, Sarah and Brent, just moved into this house for a fresh start, and Skye hopes she'll be able to actually do that. She wants to make and keep friends of her own, and not have to constantly play with Deidre, and pretend to be her knight in shining armour. Sky always has to defend her younger sister from bullies. But if she'd have just grown up and washed her hair, people might have left her alone. You know, I'm not saying change for other people, but I am saying you do need to brush your hair because otherwise it is just going to be matty and awful. Yeah. So just for hygiene's sake, brush your hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: And I mean, she's. She does not smell good. No. There's no way.
1: Head-to-toe, mud, sticks, leaves. Mm-mm. Than no, you've got
0: to take a bath at least once a week.
1: Yeah. Which just you know, if you have to sink and flannel it, just to clean your face and your sweaty bits. Yeah. You know, when the what, water's out so there's no hot water or something. What
0: did you call that? Sink and flannel?
1: Yeah. There is another name for it, which my mother never used when we were younger. It was a horse bath
0: hose bath like a prostitute
1: yes because you would clean your face your pits and your fanny yes
0: and in your area fanny is the front which everyone should remember everyone should remember from that conversation that we had
1: (laughs) the fanny pack conversation fanny pack pack bum bag yes (laughs) yes oh my god Stop it. Just wash your face, people, and brush your hair. That's all I'm saying. Have some hygiene. Yes. Yeah.
0: Skye and her mother make missing posts on social media, while her dad and the police and news crews mill around outside. The neighbors start to bring over food, and that's when William arrives. He's one of Skye's best friends. Maybe even boyfriend, depending on the day. And he shares his condolences and invites Skye over to Kevin's house later. It's Halloween, and they're having a party, but yeesh, Kevin is a dick. Sophie, another of Skye's friend group, will also be there, but it's not like Skye can go now. What with Deirdre missing? Ugh.
1: Sisters putting a crimp in your social life again. Ah. Ugh. Janelle, a social worker, comes by and talks to Skye and her mum and dad about Deidre. It's obvious that Sarah and Brent don't get along too well and are often too busy for Sky and Deidre, leaving the sisters together to fend for themselves. Janelle talks to Skye privately about Deidre too and how it's tough having to feel responsible and how weird growing up is. But why did Deidre have to make things purposefully awkward? It's like she refuses to grow, and so Skye always has to be there. But how many times should she have to rescue her sister? She's 13. Isn't it time she starts rescuing herself?
0: Good question. Or just not putting herself in situations. Yeah. Not not blaming the victim here, but
1: wash your butt. Yes. Wash your fanny. This I've got a thing, but I'm going to I'm going to note it down in our discussion points because I think, you know, it's for that. Okay. okay.
0: 4 years ago was a different story. 12-year-old Sky and 9-year-old Deirdre, dressed as queens of the imaginary world that Deirdre invented, went out trick-or-treating and some bullies stole Deirdre's candy while Sky stood by helplessly and watched. She was frozen. After the bullies left, Deirdre scowled at Skye, muttering about her not being a good champion. Shortly afterward, Skye started taking martial arts lessons, and the bullies didn't stand a chance. Skye twisted arms and became the protector her sister needed, her queen of swords. Until Deirdre entered the seventh grade, and Tyler came along. He egged everyone on and made everything worse. No one feared the Queen of Swords, but Skye doesn't even like to think about Tyler anymore.
1: In the present, Skye and her parents are pretending to eat dinner, but no one really wants to be at the table. Then they hear a scratching and clamouring on the roof. Could it it be Deidre? Or maybe Mog, their kitty, who ran away. Everyone runs outside to look, but they don't see anything. I do hear the tinkling of a bell though, so maybe it could have been Mog, but they can't see anything out there now. Skye follows her mum up to Deidre's room and they begin cleaning, Sarah putting away clothes and Skye cleaning the leaves and pine cones off the bed. Underneath the pile, hidden from view, is a wooden sword Brent made for Skye a few years ago. Is that a sign? Did Deidre set all this up as an elaborate scheme to get Skye to play with her again? Well if so, Skye's not having it, she throws the sword out the back door and walks away, texting William about the party.
0: Back in August, just after they moved in, Skye and Deirdre go out to explore. Deirdre loves the new house since the backyard is basically a nature reserve. It's swampy and full of trees and lots of animals that Mog keeps slaughtering and delivering to the doorstep. Ooh, nice. The girls trudge through the woods, Deirdre mesmerized by how magical she finds it. Sky just thinking it's a sticky hotbed of mosquitoes. They come across a huge dirt pile, which Deirdre immediately declares their castle. She plunges a stick through the top of the pile like a flag and tries to get Skye to claim it with her by wood, stone, water, and bone. Sky is sick of playing Queen of Swords, and Deirdre thinks it's because of Tyler. She thinks Sky should be over what happened to him now, but she's not. She doesn't want to play anymore, and she really wishes that Deirdre would just grow up.
1: Time passes, and Deirdre keeps trying to get Sky to come explore, but she declines as amicably as possible. Daedra won't give in and complains that she needs her queen of sorts and says that her kingdom wants to meet her. Skye is more interested in the real world, but Daedra says the kingdom is real too. Skye refuses to be sucked back into Daedra's games. She can just keep making herself a target for bullies. Skye refuses to get involved.
0: Later, some neighbours come by to welcome Skye and her family to the neighbourhood. The Wright family. William Wright V! The 5th! will be at school with Skye, and his sister, Christina, will be at school with Deirdre. Sky knows that clean and prim Christina will hate Deirdre, but she tries to get her to join them for a board game anyway. In their room, Skye finds Deirdre playing with mouse skulls.
1: Typical. Usual. Nothing strange about that at all. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, my gosh.
0: Deirdre doesn't want to meet the rites and calls them intruders. When William comes to introduce himself, Deirdre tells him he's an intruder and says that if he goes out into the woods, they'll chew him up and spit him out. Okay. Um, yikes.
1: Wow. Ugh.
0: Deirdre comes out of her room later to stand creepily in the corner until the rites leave.
1: I kind of like that, actually, just standing there like I, a little I really creep did. in the corner. <laughs>
0: I really, really liked that, too.
1: Back in the present, Sky sneaks out of her house and goes to the party at Kevin's. Sophie and William are there and several others, and it's awkward because everyone is gr- mercy about Deidre's disappearance. Kevin talks about Deidre being a freak, which, yes yeah, she is, but you don't say that to people. Mm-mm. And Skye gets mad and leaves. Understandable. The only person who is allowed to call your sibling a freak is you.
0: Yeah. Even if it's exceptionally true.
1: Exactly. William tries to walk her home, but she insists on leaving the lawn. As she gets closer to her house, she hears the tinkly bells again and starts calling to Mog. The sound leads Sky toward the swampy woods and she slips in a stream, alerting the searchers and the police outside her house to her presence. When her mom rushes out, thinking it's Deidre, she doesn't hide her disappointment. Mm. It's an awful scene, it really and when is. it's only Sky, it's dead. Uh, it's just devastating. It
0: really is. Like, oh, it's just you. <sighs>
1: they go back inside. But Sky knows if Deidre heard the tinkling, she would have followed. Mm.
0: Not me. I get uh, chills and cringy every time we mention the bells.
1: Bells in the middle of these swampy <sighs> nature reserve woods are assigned to go in the opposite direction, if you ask yeah. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help that I have my extreme fear of tinkly things because oh, oh, uh, it just keeps happening. I just keep getting chills. Everyone watching the bonus video can probably physically see it happening to me, so Look forward my, to that. My thing's yeah. going to
1: happen later on. Yours is now. Mine's going to happen later on. Okay. I mean, did you realise that two of our things that we hate are in this book?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, and that's oh. why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> in September, <laughs> Skye was invited by William to a party at Kevin's. It's weird because she's the new girl at school and Kevin's talking about Sophie's boobs. But... <laughs> She says it's okay because Kevin would never talk about her boobs because he knows she'd kick his ass. And she does. Well, Not not really, but she does show off her martial arts skills by teaching William how to punch. And then she really demonstrates and punches Kevin in the face. Everyone likes her after that. And we all cheer. (laughs) <laughs> Tells me a lot about Kevin. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. I love that scene, though. She's like, you know, I can hit you in the face hard enough to hurt you, but not hard enough to make your nose bleed. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she goes, Proof, prove, prove, uh, What you you doing? You're crazy, crazy. Uh, <laughs> you literally just told me to punch you in the
1: face. do not challenge if you're not going to be willing to do no. it any- mm. anywho. Later, Skye finds William shooting arrows at the castle after escaping a Deidre meltdown. They talk about zombie apocalypse skills and William needing to get away from his dad. But then Deidre shows up, yelling at Skye for coming to her place with an intruder and calling her a traitor. Something good comes from this interaction, though. Skye and William exchange phone numbers. Yay! She says she'll talk to her parents about Deidre being weird about her place.
0: In the present, Sky wakes and realizes Deirdre is still missing. She apologizes to her dad for falling asleep and letting Deirdre disappear. But then, they see tiny skulls out on the porch railing. Just like the ones Deirdre was collecting just a couple of months ago. They definitely weren't there the night before. They talk to the police about the skulls and also about Sky finding her sword. Maybe Deirdre meant for her to find it, and find her. The police won't let her help, but they do bring a search dog out to sniff around. The dog gets scared of something, though, and runs off.
1: Hmm. Very
0: strange.
1: Back in September, Skye is getting along well with William and Sophie, and Kevin by association. This makes Deidre jealous, of course. Their mom has a conversation with Skye about what to do with boys and about spending more time with Deidre, but they share a room. They're always together. Deirdre overhears this and gets upset, so Sarah stops the only halfway meaningful conversation she's had with Skye in a while to placate Deidre. That night, Skye has a nightmare and wakes to find Deidre staring at her. Ho ho ho! No, thank nope. you! Put that in the notebook nope. bucket. Nope. Nope. Creepy. Ugh. Ugh. So creepy. Ugh.
0: I really hate this scene though because Sky and Sarah are actually like having a real conversation.
1: hmm. <sighs> uh, what nope. attention seeking, Deidre? I need attention. You need attention. Oh, you're 13, oh. love. Come on. Ugh.
0: Join in. Don't be creepy. Like, just... Ugh. In the present, Skye joins William for pancakes and to shoot arrows. Sarah is upset that Skye is leaving the house again, but she's only going to her friend's house for breakfast, and Sarah's guilt trip will not stop her. William talks about how overbearing his dad is and how he's afraid that he's going to wake up one day and be just like him. And then, speaking of, William IV comes strolling outside talking about how if he were in charge of the search for Deirdre, he'd have everyone looking. Sky leaves while William's dad takes over the bow and
1: mansplains some more. (sighs) 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 Uh. (sighs) On her way back to her house... Skye hears the tinkling bell again and mm. takes off trying to find the source. She goes to the castle and sees old, weird shit of Deidre's, circles of stones and animal bones, and her one and only sparkly dress that Sophie talked her into buying, ripped up and tied to the tops of several trees. That's not weird.
0: No. That's not weird ah. at all. Ah. Ah.
1: Sky knew Deidre took that dress, but she couldn't prove it. As if it's not bad enough, Sky then comes across Mog's body. Oh. But then she hears the bell again. If it wasn't Mog she was chasing all this time, who was it? Or what? Oh! <sighs> creepy, 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 creepy.
0: Poor Mog. Hmm. Back in time now, to the beginning of October, Sophie invites Sky out shopping and to talk about William. Girl time. Mm. Sky goes, really pretending to want to do girly stuff and acting like Sophie to fake fitting in. They shop and talk, and finally Sophie asks about William. She and William used to date, but then she kissed a girl instead, so she decided that they probably shouldn't date anymore. Sky's not sure William would actually like her close up, but after Sophie puts her in a sparkly blue dress and turns her to the mirror, she maybe changes her mind.
1: <laughs> when Skye and Sophie get back home, they go to the room Skye shares with Deidre. Deidre is on the floor, surrounded by sticks and cut-up sheets. She's trying to tie some of the bundles together, but it's not working well. She tells Sky to bring her string, but then she realises Sophie is there too, and starts shouting. They get into a big fight, and Skye asks why Deidre can't just grow up and start fresh. In response, Deidre throws rocks at Sky. Oh. Yikes, man. That's just not, not on. Mm-mm. When she goes to show her mum the dress, Sophie talked it into buying, but then doesn't find it. She shakes Deidre and yells. Shortly thereafter, Brent begins converting the basement into a bedroom for Skye and Deja throws away all her dolls and dioramas and makes plans to do just what Skye says and start over. That seems like both a threat and a promise. Yeah, it really does, but like I kind of feel
0: sad at this moment because I really I mean, young me also liked creating weird shit like this and i can't imagine just throwing everything away
1: yeah yeah
0: and especially because she takes some of it and like puts it in the furnace that that you know tipped back over into the creepy arena but
1: but it's the way she's literally looking in sky's eyes as she does it
0: yeah with dead eyes yeah yeah Back briefly to present day, the police show up with Skye's wooden sword that she found on Deirdre's bed and threw out the back door. They found it on the edge of their search radius for the day, not in the backyard. Much, much farther away. Is Deirdre out there, just feet away, messing with her? Skye tromps outside to the edge of the stream, shoves a stick into the ground, Turns it like a key and demands, by wood, stone, water and bone, for Deirdre to be given back. She yanks the key out and storms back to the house.
1: Earlier in October, the night that Mog disappeared, Skye had to go out looking for Deirdre. She discovers a circle of stones full of bones, but no Deirdre. She calls for her with no response, but when Sky goes back inside, her sister is there. It was like she wanted Sky to find what she had been working on. When Mog doesn't come home, Deidre gets upset and says she wishes he had never moved to the new house. That it was her fault Mog was gone. Surely not. Sky finds Deidre outside at night after that, at the edge of the property, crying. Some days pass and Skye asks if Deidre is working on a new kingdom. Deidre says, kind of. The night a little later that Deidre disappeared, because Skye fell asleep, she dreamed of following her sister to a new kingdom. Sky wakes up in the present
0: to a scratching at her window. No. She runs outside, <laughs> thinking it <laughs> thinking she sees Deirdre, but no. That's not Deirdre at all. It's a monster she made from sticks and bones and torn up dresses and sheets. It has antlers for fingers, a deer skull for a head, and a necklace. That belonged to Deirdre. Is this a message, a cry for help, a dare? Sky runs back inside and grabs her sword. She's taking up the mantle of the Queen of Swords again. Just what Deirdre always
1: wanted. Is it a trap? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Sky goes back out to the edge of the swamp and demands her sister back. There are more monsters made from sticks and bones now, and they bow to her as she approaches. A voice fills her head, mocking her the Queen of Swords, come back to claim her kingdom. All she wants is her sister back, but no she doesn't love her sister. They love her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sky bargains for Deidre and the monsters set her a challenge. She must give up a secret, but no not to them. She has to tell her friends the truth and make them hate her. And she has until the full moon to do it. Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, oh, it does. Sky tries to work up the courage to lose her friends with the terrible truth she has to tell them. Even going to a party at Kevin's and getting drunk. But she can't do it. The full moon comes and with it, roots. Creep out of the crawl space in Sky's basement bedroom no. and take it over.
1: No, no, no.
0: It's been a week now since Deirdre disappeared and Skye decides to go back to school. She's got to do something to get her sister back. As she and her friends wait for the bus, monsters lurking everywhere around her, Skye tells her friends that she almost drowned someone once.
1: Tyler, the leader of the bullies, the one who never did anything obvious to Deidre, but who was responsible all the same. Skye led him to a river in the valley near her old house, and she held his face in the water, and she enjoyed it. But that story isn't enough to make her friends hate her. They pity her. They pity her until she twists William's arm back almost far enough to break it. Then Kevin steps in, and she pushes him down effortlessly, his face cracking against the pavement. Sophie makes a frantic call as Sky runs away, past her house and to the swamp. Was that enough for the monsters? No.
0: Of course it wasn't. Now they task her with creating a guide to lead her to Deirdre, but she'll have to pay for it, whatever that means. Sky's parents find her, and they're freaked out and mad because of what happened at the bus stop and because the police have decided to stop looking for Deirdre. So they can find Skye to her room. She tries to sneak out in the middle of the night to make her monster, but her mother catches her. Skye makes up a lie, saying that she was just going to apologize to William, but that can wait until morning. So she's sent back to her room. She's got to get out of the house, and William is her best excuse. So she texts him to apologise, and he comes over the next morning.
1: Skye decides to tell William the actual truth about what's happening, and what happened with Tyler, and she asks for his help. She begs him not to tell the police about what she did to Tyler, and he says he'll wait a few days before he does. Then she asks him to meet her out at the castle after school. When the time comes, she leaves him saying she needs time to herself to do something for her sister and goes a little ways into the woods to build her monster and tells him to stay away. She builds her guide but the voices tell her she needs to pay for it. To pay with the blood of William Wright. No! Mm. And then he comes to find her, sees and he's the monsters and promptly freaks the fuck out. <laughs> Understandable, dude. Understandable. The monsters make a deal with William to pay for Sky's guide, and she agrees for him. Now he has to bring them the blood of William Wright.
2: Oh.
0: But at least it... someone else can see them? Question mark.
1: Dude should have stayed where he was told to stay. Should have. Oh. If you're given a reasonable instruction, why aren't you following Just, it? Oh. They run back to Skye's house,
0: to her room, and talk about what the hell just happened. But at least Skye knows she's not crazy, because William can see the monsters too. He realizes the monsters took Deirdre, and everything that Skye has done lately has been to get her back. He suggests they go to his house to make a plan, because the creeping crawlspace roots are probably listening to them right now. Agreed. (laughs) <laughs> Great Claire's favorite thing William wants to fight the monsters But Sky knows that won't work They just have to do what the monsters say To get Deirdre back William changes his mind Says that he won't pay with his father's blood So Sky leaves This is the only thing that will work So when he's ready to actually make a plan He can come and get her She can't let him ignore this So she goes to the monsters for
1: help Ooh. 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 Skye tells the monsters that William needs more time. She needs to convince him to help, and in order to do that, she asks the monsters to give her something messy and dead to lure him out. Mm-mm. They give her a raccoon corpse, and she leaves it outside his front door. The next day she expects William to come knocking, but Sophie does instead. She's mean and threatens to ruin Skye's life if she doesn't leave William alone. Skye tries to tell her to stay away because she could get hurt, but Sophie just takes that as a threat and is even more awful. Well, great, this it's, is great. All it's, all great. it's all going to
0: plan.
1: Skye leaves two dead animals at William's door that night, and he finally contacts her the next day.
0: William asks for Skye's help to get rid of the rabbit and porcupine that were left on his doorstep. She goes over, but then William's dad comes out and pokes fun at William for needing Sky's help. And at Skye for beating William up.
1: God, the man's awful.
0: He is. And then Sophie drives by and says she's coming over that afternoon. Oh, fine. Skye will just have to deal with Sophie telling her parents about what she did to Tyler. Whatever. It doesn't matter. When Sophie arrives, just as she's about to tell Sarah, William comes in too and says Sophie's making everything up because she's jealous and she's blackmailing Skye to keep them apart. Sophie is furious with William and he tries to explain, but she won't listen. And then she gets hurt.
1: William and Skye meet up later to make a plan and William tells her about Sophie getting in a car accident on her way to work. He said something weird wandered out in front of her car and caused her to crash. I wonder what that could have been. Now he wonders if he should tell Kevin to try and keep him safe, but there's no way he'll believe what's happening. William decides he's going to have to go through with what the monsters asked him to do and says that he's supposed to go hunting with his dad this weekend. So maybe there will be another accident? William doesn't want to hurt his dad, so he comes up with a different plan and pulls out a knife. He slashes his arm, but his blood is not the blood the monsters want. So he just hurt himself for nothing.
0: Shrug. Shrug. Mm. The next day, Sarah tries to talk to Skye about what's going on in her life, but honestly, it's too little too late. Yeah. William calls and asks Skye to come to Kevin's because he's gonna tell him everything that's going on. Kevin is his friend and he's going on the hunting trip too, so William's got to tell him what's happening. This goes about as well as anyone would expect, but as Kevin is yelling at Skye for brainwashing William, a monster bobs out of the woods makes a shushing motion with its ribcage fingers bows and slinks away well at least kevin believes them now but he's not gonna let william hurt anyone because then what's next what is sky going to do if the monster still won't give deirdre up what if it's deirdre or william what's she gonna do
1: William and Kevin go on the hunting trip and when William texts Skye to meet up with him at the castle, she hurries to him. He tells her he wasn't going to shoot his dad but then the monsters got Kevin. Oh! They yanked him into a hole in the ground and started eating his leg. Oh. William had his bow drawn, prepared to shoot away anything that came for them but then he let loose an arrow right into his father. He'll be fine and everyone believes it was just an accident everyone but Kevin but he's here now with a bloody sweatshirt and they tie it onto Skye's monster's shoulders like a cape the monster comes to life and beckons them to follow yes. Skye tries to make William leave because he's done his part but no, they go inside the castle and end up with Skye and Deidre's old house
0: this part is really trippy it's very yeah. weird. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Skye leads William through the weird, mossy, wet version of her old house, and then out into the yard and down the valley to the creek. This is the Tyler Creek. She tries again to tell him to go, but he's here now, and they're going to save Deirdre and get the hell out. But that's not what's going to happen, and Skye knows it. She knows she still has a price to pay, and she knows that William is it. But he doesn't. They kiss, and she lovingly braids his hair, and then she chokes him out and ties him up with wire. (sighs) The monsters come out of the woods to claim their prize as Skye hears the tinkling of a bell twists a stick into the river, and disappears, by wood, stone, water, and bone.
1: Sky appears with a gleaming sword in her hand instead of her wooden one. She's in the water now and trudges through, calling for Deidre, and then she appears. She's huge at first, as big as a mountain, her hair, the lightning, the sky, the moon, her crown, but then she's normal-sized again. Skye tries to get her to leave, but why would she do that? Skye pleads that she's paid the price to let them go, but Deidre just laughs. She did this. She created this kingdom just for them, and she's not going to leave. She paid a price too, and she can't go back. Was Mog her price? As Skye asks that, Deidre makes Mog appear from nowhere. Mog is there forever now, and Skye will be too. (sighs)
0: Skye doesn't want to stay but Deirdre doesn't believe her. She brings up Tyler again saying she knows why Skye hurt him and makes her explain. She reveals that she hurt him because she could. She sat on his back with his face in the water because she wanted to. She loved the feeling of power she had, but she wants to go now. She started a new life, and she wants to live it. Then Deirdre makes William appear. But he's not really William. He's a weird, ghostly shell. Deirdre tells Skye that if she stays, William will be hers, and they can be Queen's, but that's not what Sky wants. She wants to be herself and to choose her own life, with or without. Her sister. She declares by wood, stone, water, and bone that she's leaving and taking William with her. Deirdre cries and fades away into the sky as William collapses into Sky's arms.
1: Sky wakes up to someone screaming her name. She's covered in mud and snow, and a man picks her up and carries her away. She's put in an ambulance and hears someone say they've found him too. Him, William. He's alive. The police say something attacked him, but Skye saved him. Skye brought him out of the woods. Skye tells her mom that she found Deirdre at the end of the creek, but she's gone, and she couldn't get her back. The police find her dress in the water, but nothing else. With that, and the idea that a wild animal is attacking, it's enough to believe that Deirdre is dead.
0: Later, at Deirdre's memorial, William's mother thanks Skye for saving her son. But did she really do that? Did she save him? (sighs) Skye runs down to her basement bedroom, but is followed by Kevin, who tells her a story about a guy who used to beat up on William and how he made up a story about the guy's girlfriend cheating on him so they'd break up and ruin his life. He did it because he could. He did it to protect William. Just like with Skye and Tyler and Deirdre. But is it the same? Like, are they friends now just because they've both done terrible things?
1: Mutual acquaintances? <laughs> Skye goes back to school after that, and whispers and rumours surround her. Sophie won't look at her, but Kevin stops people from talking badly about her. And then William walks through the door. His face is bandaged and bruised and cut up. Skye runs to him, making sure he's okay, but he turns and walks away. She brought him back. But does that really mean anything? After school, Skye goes out to the edge of the woods and calls for Deirdre, but she doesn't hear anything in response. No monsters, no tinkling bells, just the sound of the snow falling in the trees. <sighs> Processing break.
0: Yes. Take a good 30 seconds, friends. Listen to this promo from another podcast. And let all this horror and terror just sink right in.
1: Really get into the bones. Right Right into the, the, the gristle. Mm.
0: What if your bones are on the outside, though? You don't have to get too deep.
1: No, that's true. Nice, into nice bloody cape.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Until your antler fingers tingle. These days, more authors are including mental health content in their books. But do you ever wonder how accurate some of this stuff is? Or do you ever read something where you know the author just gets it? I'm Elise. And I'm Priscilla. And we are Novel Feelings, a podcast where we discuss mental health issues in fiction novels. We are psychologists and book lovers, and we have a lot of opinions. So look for Novel Feelings wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to your show.
0: Did it sink in? Didn't sink in, everyone? No. 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 The more... The more I think about it, the worse it
1: gets. Yes! Yes.
0: And it's so good!
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I feel like this one's gonna stay with me
1: for a long time. I agree... It's one of these where you think about a particular character or a particular scene, and you start second guessing and cross evaluating and trying to see if there's anything hidden that, or something that you've missed. Yeah. It's, it's deeper than than you than than I think it's it's given credit for, perhaps.
0: Yeah, um, I had to stop and take notes while we were sharing the summary because there was something that I rem that I thought of while you know in one of my many many reads of this book but I forgot to put it in our notes so I remembered and I had to add it I had to add it because it's just there's so much there's so much going on and depending on when you read it and what's going on and what you're thinking about you know you think of different things and it spurs different things on so yeah everyone needs to read this book at least three times
1: (laughs) One of those has to be a listen through because the audio book is very, very good. The
0: audiobook was great. Um Susie Jones That's a lie. At least I know her name is Susie Jackson. Susie Jackson.
1: It's Susie S U Z Y as well, if anybody's particularly looking for that narrator.
0: Susie Jackson did a fantastic job with this.
1: I kept wondering, you know, keeping the the same voice actress who did it because she, Susie Jackson was wonderful. But what could Elise Green have brought I to it? I know, us?
0: I was just thinking the same thing. Like, you know those fucking tinkling bells would have been involved. Yes. And then I would have thrown up everywhere.
1: <laughs> yes, that, that is that is a given. I even think there would have been like you would have heard the, the, the roots growing.
0: Yes, it would have been like a creaky,
1: eerie... uh Uh-huh. And every time that the monsters speak, there would have been something wrong about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It would have been great.
1: Yeah. Thinking about it now, as wonderful as it would have been, it would have freaked me out. (laughs) Yeah. We said in the summary, this book contains stuff we freaking hate. Things in walls... Tinkling bells. hebes and jeebies. Hebees
0: and or jeebies are also involved. Do you not like it? Mm. No. Do you know? But do you know what my favourite favourite...
1: I know what favorite. your favourite favourite thing is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and if people are watching the video, they'll know.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I love... I love when they're telling Kevin about the monsters and he doesn't believe them. And then, and then William sees the monster behind the tree. Like, he's trying to get their attention. Like, hey guys, stop yelling at each other. Stop yelling at each other. And he does the shush finger. William does. And then the monster does it too. And then bows and like lurks back behind the trees. Yes. Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It was surprisingly comical as well.
0: (laughs) Yes, but also think about it. Think about if you were standing there with your friends and you were trying to get your one friend to believe that all of this scary shit with monsters is happening. And he does not believe it at all. And he's yelling and Sky's yelling. And then you're like, you just like grab their sleeve and you're like yanking on it. You know, you can see it happening. You can see this yeah. monster coming out of the woods. And you're like... And then the monster just does it right back. How fucking scary is that? I, I, I mean, yeah. we yeah. love it yeah. and think it's hilarious because we love monsters and scary things. But
1: what if it really happened? Oh, I'd freak out. Completely freak out. I'm, I'm a worse. I'd freak out. I half expected it to, like, throw the finger guns. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really great. <laughs> but it the thing is, because you're sitting in your own home safely, it's it's funny. And throughout that entire scene, I don't know about you, but I was waiting for the monster to tap at the window or to appear or something. I was waiting for a monster. Yeah. So when it did finally appear, I was like, yes. And then when it mimicked, I was like, ah, ah you're just screwed. <laughs> It's watching. They're all watching because yeah. just two, not even two minutes earlier, it said, "Can they get in the house?" Yes, is the answer. I think a lot of the houses that are, are protected, obviously, Sky's house isn't because the, yeah. the roots go in. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is Deidre doing all of this, or so it is technically Deidre's house, but it seems like the houses themselves, the interior, seems to be moderately protected from from the nature and the yeah. nature spirits.
0: I really think it's just because, like, maybe Deirdre hasn't been in their houses, so she can't, she can't imagine what the inside of the house looks like to send the monsters in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. My,
0: my microphone just fell all the way backwards. (gasps) It's a ghost. Monsters.
1: Yay! (laughs) how... how I that was weird. It was really weird. Speaking of that scene though, Uh-huh. Would you why tell Kevin? I don't I do not understand the benefit of I don't understand William's logic of telling Kevin. Because it's not going to keep him safe. Knowing the monsters are there, are real out there. I don't I know the idea in part was because Kevin was going on the hunting trip and he would know why. William is shooting his father. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, is that a good idea? I, I, don't, I don't see... I don't understand William's logic in telling Kevin. I really think it's just so he,
0: so he can be prepared. Because, you know, they tried to tell Sophie but she didn't believe it she just took it as a threat you know because because sky can't say hey you need to leave this alone because monsters are going to come out and eat you you know you can't you can't say that to someone so you do your best and say be careful you could get hurt and then a monster comes out of the woods right in front of their car like so if you tell them Hey, when I tell you be careful you could get hurt, I don't mean it's because I'm going to punch you in the face. It's because there are literal monsters outside that will that will hurt you.
1: I can sort of understand that logic. But I think if it was if it was to the stage of just, you know, back off, keep away from me. This is your dance space. This is my dance space. We don't cross dance spaces. Mm. <laughs> and Sophie would not have been a target because at that point Deidre had got what she wanted and Sophie out of the picture. Kevin wasn't in the picture. Kevin wasn't bothered. He wasn't going to associate with Sky. Yeah. So out of the three, he was the safest because he he gave zero Fs for Skye. And I don't think Deidre had even really met him. You know, they, they were more of a passing acquaintance than they were friends. Yeah. So I think I think William put Kevin in danger.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: With his flawed logic. Yeah. It was like, the entire thing was like a bad Alice in Wonderland. It's like, Alice in Wonderland is an acid trip, but this is really bad acid, mixed with some other things that you read, like, like tequila. tequila you yeah. Sh- you know, it was just like, in a few whiskey chasers,
0: <laughs> and yeah. then
1: a sugar high all wrapped together it was just weird yeah it was a lot but I loved it
0: do you know what I wrote down when we were, when we were sharing the summary is um, Sky goes off into the woods puts a stick in the ground turns the key and opens the door, and that's when the monsters come out. if Sky hadn't done that, would the monsters have been able to come out and get them
1: I don't think so I don't think so I think Sky opened the door, and that door's never been closed yeah no. it's it's at the end the same just because nothing because everything's still that's't me. mean anything. No, Deidre's given up on Sky. She's moved on from Sky. She knows that Sky is a lost cause. Yeah. So she's like, she's essentially a nature spirit now. Yeah. And as long as there's that, she's got great freedom and power. You can imagine the sequel where some unsuspecting children are playing, put a stick in the ground, and say, the words, you know, the by storm by. Was it by stone, by water, by...
0: Wood, stone,
1: bone. water, and bone. And then... That's the monster's out.
0: But the door's already open.
1: The door's also, open there. But this, is, this could be thousands of miles away.
0: Oh, this is like the Jumanji factor. Yeah. Jumanji washes up on the shore somewhere else and it starts all over again.
1: Yeah, so it's like, you know, the credits have rolled. We've read the acknowledgements. You know, we've read the chapter from another book by somebody else that's completely unrelated and we're not bothered for. Sure. And then there's a page at the end where it's kids playing knights and princesses and queens and one of them puts the stick in, sees the stick washes up on the shore, they pick that stick up, stick it in the ground and say the words and the doors open. Yeah. Book two, there you go. Yeah. Horrors occur. entire town preferably on a tiny little island in the middle of nowhere so there's no help
0: yeah i also think that the door's been opened on the inside as well Mm -hmm. so she opened a door to get there and then she opens another door to get to where deirdre is and then she opens another door when she's leaving to get william back so it's three doors open
1: one door opens one door opens
0: then there's, there's the one in w- the middle to go into the even scarier place, and then there's the one back to where we currently are. So that is just a pathway straight
1: through. Well, exactly, because it's um, real world, part way world, Deidre's world, and then from Deidre's world straight to the real world. Yeah. So there's a triangle.
0: Yeah. And scary shit lives in that triangle. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yes, yeah, it's the it's terror triangle. Triangle of
1: terror. Triangle of terror. Love it. Oh. Yeah. I can just imagine Deidre's rage building and building and building. I know. Building.
0: You know she's not going to let it go.
1: No, she's. In my opinion, she's going to want more champions. She. You know, she'll want to replace a new Queen of Swords and possibly even a wider court.
0: Or she realizes that she doesn't need a protector anymore because she's the size of a mountain with lightning hair and just starts killing everyone. Damn. Because she knows in order to gain power to... Get the monsters to, you know, come to life. Whatever. You gotta make a sacrifice. And she killed a cat. Yeah. What if she just starts killing everyone?
1: Yeah. She could recruit so many people as well. She could. Damn. Yeah. And she's only just hit teenagers. Yeah. Oh. You see, the thing is, I don't understand... Why Deidre just went for Sky. I know she wanted Sky to be a Queen of Swords, but why did she not try and get any revenge on the parents? Because the parents, for me, were completely negligent. They bore no responsibility for her loss. Yeah. Blamed it all more. on Skye. And you know, you noted a few times in the summary it was twice they've had a meaningful conversation, like guy's had a meaningful conversation with Sarah, the mother. The father, Brent, is, just doesn't bother. Mm. And it's almost as if there's there's not, what's the point of them being there? There's no relationship. And I can understand people, you know, don't have close relationships between parent and child, and that's fine. But they do not give any figs for their kids Mm-mm. and the scene, an awful scene where Skye tells the truth to her friends and then disappears herself for a few hours has multiple texts and phone calls missed calls on her phone and then when she's found by the police her mother comes running out screaming Deirdre and then is disappointed that yeah. it's Sky. yeah,
0: I think that's why Deirdre doesn't have any negative feelings for them because they clearly care more about her than they care about Sky.
1: Do you think it's ambivalence? Could be. I also think that Deidre just slept in the pine cones and the sticks and the leaves as well. I don't think they were she just, put
0: there. <laughs> she just burrows in. It's a nest.
1: Yeah, she just makes a little hollow for herself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's weird. I don't want to read too much into things because, you know, sometimes a shadow is just a shadow and sometimes a bad person is just a bad person and there shouldn't be any... It, it, it doesn't You don't need to look into it any further than that. But mm-hmm. it feels like with this, there is more to it, perhaps. Yeah. But it's like you said, the more you think about it, the more you read it, the more you think about it, the more you kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. The
0: worst... Okay the worse it gets. yeah. And of course, by worse, I mean, you know, terrifyingly amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's in the positive way it gets worse.
0: Yeah. I feel like first read through, or if you're not into monsters and, you know, horror and scary as much as I am, you could think that Deirdre's just dead. She's just died, and this is Sky's way to cope. Yeah. You could just think that. Yeah. None of this stuff is real. Sky's obviously messed up. She feels badly that her sister disappeared and is now dead. Yeah. But then you read it again, and you're like, no, these monsters are real. These monsters are real, and her sister is some, like, powerful being now. And things are going to get worse. And then you read it again.
1: <laughs> Who gave Deidre that power? Or did she just earn it herself? I think she just earned it herself. Through good magic. Yeah, probably.
0: I feel really... I said this during the summary. Like, minus the complete fucking sociopathic tendencies that Deirdre has. I was Deirdre growing up. I was making weird shit out of sticks and paper and pipe cleaners. You know, not bones. I didn't have any bones to put in or any like carcasses or anything like that. I wasn't that fucking creepy. But I was making weird stuff all the time. Yeah. All the time. And, you know, my hair was matted. And I probably smelled bad. But also at that same time I was like seven. So that's that's more acceptable.
1: You're seven, it's allowed. If you're not sticky when you're age seven, are you doing it right?
0: No, you're not. You're not at all. But I mean, I, I was the same. I was sitting in the floor in a pile of, you know, mess making stuff. So that's why her throwing that stuff away and, you know, dead eye burning it in the furnace was really like, whoa. And because she's a sociopath, you know, you're not sad for her. You're scared of her. Because what is she going to do now? If this is what she was doing before, making tiny things that fit in shoebox-sized dioramas.
1: There's there's only one step away. There's only one place she can go. Worse. Yeah. Bigger. Scarier. But the thing is, though, with Deidre, everybody else has multiple personas. Mhm. Okay, so you've got I mean Sky, you have the person who enjoys the power, but then you have Sky who's trying to reinvent herself. Yeah. You know, everybody does it. You have your work persona, you have your home persona, you have your persona where you're with your parents, it's like the way you t- you speak. You speak mm-hmm. differently when you're at work because you try and be more professional. You might enunciate more. You have a telephone voice, etc. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, you might f and blind and let your accent fall in.
0: Oh, I did home- that today really badly. By the way, <laughs> don't let me forget. <laughs> did to you regress?
1: Okay, I and did. W- <laughs> when you're with your parents, you might be a bit more respectful with your language. Like I tend not to try and swear in front of my mum. Oops, it comes out. Um, but you might let your accent come in. So, you know, you ha- oh, you're more professional. Like I said, with work, you persona at work is a more professional. You're more mm-hmm. relaxed at home. With your friends, you're different again. Everybody has that in this book. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Except Deidre. She is just Deidre. And for that, I'm quite, you know, that's empowering. You know, yeah. it's great that she is herself and this is her. She's living her truth in front of everybody but when that truth is being a fucking sociopath yeah uh, I also think part of the problem is Skye's realise this Skye's older than her and when you're an older si- I mean I'm the younger sibling so I don't mm, particularly know but I see from you know friends and relatives and even you know my brother as well when you're older you do not want it comes a time where you do not want to hang around with your younger siblings right you want to hang around with your friends. You want to try and change and diversify yourself. You want to test these different things out to see, well, do I like this? Do I not like that? You know, you've got to experiment. And Sky wants to do that, but Deidre doesn't understand. And I also think, well, how much of a conversation have people had with Sky about, well, these things, type of things are going to happen as you grow and your body changes and your mind changes and you go to different schools. This is going to happen. just threat... Like a tiny child, like a little girl. Yeah. Not a 13 year old. A 13, she's mature enough to understand these concepts, but nobody's having this conversation with her. Least of all, her parents. They, like I've said before, they're negligent.
0: Yeah, I mean, it took the social worker coming in, talking to Skye, like, hey, you know, growing up is hard. Has anyone had that conversation? With anyone else? does Why does it take a social worker coming in to say that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's it, no conversations obviously had. And yeah. Deidre doesn't realise that, probably for the best to be fair, that you have one persona in front of everybody and one that's private because that's, you know, leading you down the route of American Psycho or something like that. Yeah. So, it's better that you can see the crazy in front of you in this regard because, you know, if you follow the steps of known factors or whatever to become a serial killer, she's well on the way to it.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that exact same thing. If she were still around, if she were not in her realm that she's created in her kingdom, she would be a serial killer that Pippa Fitzemoji could be investigating. Pippa fits a Moby, not Emoji. <laughs> but now I want to create Pippa fits Emoji.
1: Pippa Social fits...
0: <laughs> but Pippa and Stevie yes. are going to investigate Deirdre becoming
2: a serial killer.
1: Well, Pippa will do the you know the podcast about how she became a serial killer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: While Stevie solves the crimes.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. I cannot believe I said Pippa fits emoji.
1: (laughs) It was wonderful.
0: You didn't even say anything. You were just gonna let me do it.
1: What I was thinking was, I need to change that in the summary. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers. I only put a name in once. I put a name in once. Yeah. And I might have to change it to (laughs) a movie. Hate you. <laughs> oh do you I will say, saying all this, possibly jumping ahead a bit, or just continuing on, She sure. was probably my favourite character if I had to pick one if I had to absolutely pick person simply because she's freaking weird force of nature and sort of a little but unrelatable in certain regards, not the crazy, not the you know trying to kill people and forcing other people to hurt each other, kind of crazy. Yeah. But just the weirdness. Um, but I think realistically, we all know who our absolute favorite character is
0: the Shush Monster.
1: The Shush Monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I had, I had started this before, spoiler alert, our discussion with Amelinda Barabay. I had started thinking, you know, like, well, I guess it's, you know, with a shrug, I guess it's William if i have to choose yeah. he's like the only decent human among them but sky's a murderer because i swear to god she killed tyler they're just sociopaths their parents are negligent garbage kevin's a Sophie. douchebag
1: sophie's one of these annoying people who would no doubt be a youtube influencer
0: oh yeah <sighs> she'd be she's terrible they're all and garbage and she sells
1: fake tickets to fake meet and greets
0: yeah she's she's garbage they're all garbage in every
1: way, yeah, maybe no the social worker. Well, because she actually said something useful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, none of them are likable characters. No, and them.
0: that's that's part of the reason why I like the book so much is because like
1: you just hate everyone. Yes, you hate. The ending is so. It's there's not, there's not a good no- ending. It's, no, no, there's no happily ever afters. No. You're not hundred percent sure. It has ended. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's my <a> <gasps> kind of book. It was written for do, me. Do you, think, do you think the stick, in Jumanji style, when it washes back up the key stick, when it washes back up on the shore, uh-huh. it's in like, say, 25, 30 years in the future, and the oh, kids sure. who pick it up, it's Skye's children. Oh, it could be. And then Deidre takes them, and messes with them. Yeah, could be. And then it's t- further terrorizing Sky. Yeah, because I'm into she's that. She, she she she's she's got married. She's done. She's done a Katniss. Mm. In that she's she's settled. And that has got married kids because that's what she's socially obliged to, to think that she has to do.
0: Yeah, she's she's settled.
1: She's settled, but she doesn't want it. She doesn't. Mm-mm. This is not what she wants. No, and Auntie Deidre comes and takes the children away, and then the terror comes back.
0: Could be that could be really great. I would support that.
1: The husband has to go bye bye. That has to be he has to be sacrificed. Sorry, not oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah, whoever it is, he's dead.
1: Yeah, it's not William. I'll tell you that much because he's still running, screaming, <laughs> He's going. <"Aah!" laughs>
2: Yelp.
0: Yep. Yep. Everyone please go and listen to our bonus episode to hear that discussion. <laughs> we had a lot of really good discussions with Amelinda about this book.
1: Amelinda is a wonderful person. That yes. uh, that conversation was so much fun.
0: Yeah, it was really it was really fantastic. Um it was. I'm just glad that she lets me have my own headcanon that Tyler's dead.
1: Yeah. I'm still surprised that Tyler didn't say anything about Skye. But, I mean, if you're right and Tyler is dead, you can't really see anything. That's why.
0: That's why he didn't say anything, because he's dead. I'm surprised that William and Kevin and Sophie didn't say anything about Skye murdering Tyler.
1: Yeah, they kind of shrugged it off, really, didn't they?
0: They did. I mean, maybe I can get it from William, Like, that's that's his payment. You know, you brought me back. I won't tell the police that you're a murderer. But the others... I'm surprised. Sophie, on her YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I mean, without knowing, you know, how somebody would be charged with it, unless Tyler's body was found... If he is dead He's dead then they would have to try and link evidence back to a being Sky and even if Tyne was not dead he would He's be, dead. He would have to press charges against her.
2: can he it can't was be years ago.
1: Well yeah, okay. But if he was <laughs> let let's spend disbelief at the moment and say that he is still alive. This was years ago, so it's not as if there's any markings on his person. Right, you know, there's no bruises, scratches. no. Yeah, and she destroyed. had
0: she had his knees. She had her knees, sorry, in his back, pressing him into the water. She was probably using her like forearm, elbow. Yeah, to press him in. She's smart. She's not putting fingerprints all over his corpse.
1: No, and I don't even think there would be particularly bruised areas Mm-mm. in the lake no. by now. So it, it's it's literally he said she said and she could have made up the story knowing that tyler's dead so he can't just come back and say no actually that's not what happened yeah or you know in the alternate your alternate universe he's still alive he's too scared of her or too ashamed or you know to to dispute yeah what's gone on and also let's face it he was terrible well, yeah, he was. He'll probably get a night on fire with Kevin. I freaking hate Kevin. Kevin yeah. was pointless. Yeah, and every Kevin time I'm thinking about him, I keep thinking of the Home Alone when she goes Kevin, and how irritated I hate that bit. I'm not the biggest yeah. Home Alone fan, if I'm perfectly honest. Sorry yeah, if that's yeah. a terrible revelation. No, to anybody. It, it's not. I don't.
0: I mean, we've had this discussion before. I don't like any Christmas movies. So
1: yeah. So I just uh, Kevin, Kevin just annoyed the life out of me, and I'm kind yeah. of glad he got his leg chewed on by. A monster. Yeah. And he, he tries to redeem himself at the end. I'm like, oh, we're we're, we're we're not so different you and I. Freaking hate that. Yeah, so, like what was even the point of that? What, Kevin, you told a few stories and yes, you've ruined somebody's <sighs> reputation at school. But you I did... killed a guy. Yeah, he didn't murder anyone. Come with me, shall we go swimming in this lovely creek? Yeah,
0: they're on two completely different levels. <laughs> yeah. This guy's murdering. Sky's murdered. Tyler's dead. The shush monster is there watching.
1: Deirdre's in the background hovering around in her yeah. ethereal self,
0: Crackling in the sky
1: like lightning. Yeah, and the parents are just doing nothing because of the negligent. Yeah. But the social worker, because she's effective, is driven in the ranks and she's going to go for local government office to try and change the way things are being done.
0: I just had a thought in my head. Yes. Deirdre when they're in the kingdom she's made of the sky her sister's name is sky she's made of sky sky
1: well damn i think it's time for would you rather yeah yeah the more you think about it
0: (laughs) the more you think about it i mean this this can count as like three and a half read through because basically, I mean, we've told the whole story, so just keep thinking about it. Just keep thinking about it. I
1: keep, I keep just pausing. If you're watching the video, you'll see he's just like grabbing my face and looking off and being like, "Oh, okay." Yep. Stop it! Stop thinking about that. Stop it! Stop it! Anywho, is it time for Would You Rather? It is. It's time. It's, it's time. time. It's, it's time, time, Amanda. Would pew, 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 pew. And... you rather? The best part
0: about Would You Rather today is that we mm. are joined by the author the Shush of Monster. this the Shush Monster, yes. The, uh, <laughs> we are joined by the author of this wonderfully deliciously gross and terrible and fantastic book, Emmelinda Barabay. Yay! Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Hello. so much. Hi.
1: This is so exciting. Uh, It is? Oh, it's so exciting. (laughs)
0: Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love this book. Oh, thank you. Maybe too much.
1: I'm so delighted to hear that. You must have read it at least three times.
0: Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. But there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we should play Would You Rather.
1: Okay. So, we asked on social media, would you rather have antler hands or ribcage hands and on facebook it was resoundingly 100% antlers on instagram 80% antlers on twitter it was antlers at 90% and on tiktok antlers with 55%
0: everybody wants antler hands but that's because nobody knows the shush monster with his ribcage fingers
1: haven't yet come to appreciate the shush monster I feel like we're slightly obsessed over the shush, shush monster, and I'm fine with that.
0: I don't, you know, I get hooked
1: onto things. We we latch. It is a thing.
0: We do. God, I love that. It's
1: guy. a trademark. <laughs> I love Anywho, all of them. Let's see what everybody else is saying. Dakota on Facebook says, "Antlers. I could pick multiple things up with them at the same time. Plus, I think antlers would be stronger than rib bones." Oh, fair point. That's
0: a good. That's a good answer. (laughs) Colin on Facebook says, Ooh, 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 antler hands, please. I'll be the most popular guy around because I'll be able to give really good back scratches and be able to hang loads of stuff on them when the wife goes shopping. I like to be helpful. Amazing.
1: (laughs) Stephanie Creations on Instagram said, Hmm, deaf antlers. I feel like they would be more useful, like giant forks for hands versus... You know holy vessel
0: giant forks for (laughs) hands
1: i love it we've all seen that horror movie
0: (laughs) brie tart on instagram said antlers it's a lot easier to clean if something like the body parts of my victims got stuck on them ribs have too many small gaps you'd have to squeeze something into
2: excellent point (laughs)
1: she's making goo Criddle and the Freud on Instagram said well they're both creepy as sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck but I guess antlers because they seem more conducive to being hands
0: excellent. I'm glad she got in one of our trademark sayings there sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck
1: (laughs) and you too can have it on a t-shirt at our Redbubble shop (laughs) yes you can
0: in a cross stitch (laughs) pattern wow I also shared this um, at the library on, on our board in the break room and everybody there said antlers too. Um, Antlers, I feel like they're more hand-like antlers so I can carry water and snacks for all my animal friends. And, oh no, there's a ribs. If articulated like fingers, then ribs, which I said, no, they're not. You have to have a stiff Boner fingers, or something like that. See? <laughs> yeah, I do I
2: mean, I can't quite see how they would be articulated, but I mean, it's magic, right? So,
1: like, I was. Does it have the cartilage? I
2: don't know. Like, it's just been it's stuff that's been sitting out in the woods forever, right? So. so
0: probably not. It's probably yeah. just weathered old bones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i literally since for the for a week now for a week since we we discussed this question been looking at my hands and then being like trying to make them into like either rib cage style or antler style and going what would be better see it like i i have to go to, I have i have to go with ribs personally
2: because like you can type with that sort of maybe yeah yeah
0: they or are antlers. antlers you know claw, claw shaped yeah they all go the same
1: way.
2: Yeah, I mean, like
1: articulated would definitely be
2: the more useful.
1: Oh, really? Do you know what I think people might be getting hung up with the ribs? Actually, thinking of it as a whole rib cage, mm. like an encased or like,
0: vessel, or like human ribs, you know, or you know, big and big giant
1: animal yes! ribs. Not like a rabbit or something, <laughs> something small. small. You don't want a mouse one though, because that's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't man, know what you with Comically <laughs> small hands. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I mean, you, if you could have one for each finger, then that would be fine. yeah I don't know, but how are they attached? Or do you have then? You
0: have like wires putting them together. You could. Yeah
2: like it's sort of a combination i think of like there's like sky used oh cat sky used i love him yeah this is bingley by the way bingley Master. oh bingley. yeah
0: i love him <laughs> he needs to be friends with my cats but they're out sleeping on the bed right now i have Bee and gozer and they're both orange boys
2: Aww. too oh yeah, cat friends this one's a chaos cat but i love him goes with our chaos dog and I've lost the track of what I was saying. Um, Ribs. Yeah. Uh, way, the way, how you build wire like is. monster structure. I think it's like cold. you know, they start out connected with wire or whatever, but I think it's the magic that's holding them together when they're like shambling around and stuff. So Oh, shambling. That's such a good word. Is that a great word? I love it so much. It is.
1: I love it. I like the idea that you could hear the bones grating together. Mm. Or on the wire, you can hear mm. it. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah. Yeah. That squeaking. would be really good.
0: That would be really good.
1: So. I need to oil all the joints.
0: Yeah. So um. So Claire,
1: what are you picking? I kept coming to antlers, but I actually thought I don't know how practical they are, having spent a long time looking at pictures of antlers. <laughs> It was for the would you rather post to be fair, trying to find the perfect set of antlers. Sure it so, was. Yeah. If it took me that long Google Images to try and find a perfect pair of antlers to post as a potential hand, am I going to find this out in the woods to think, okay, this is what my animal construction, creature construction is going to be? But I think the crux of the matter is we haven't considered the rib, well, we just are considering the rib cage is a half without the cartilage, not the full thing. Not whole is the whole skeletal area so I'm going to go ribs okay plus okay. it's a snack if that you're going to eat your own hand well if there's bits on there you might as well and do seeing that as the creature the rib cage is the same species as the head it's true, it could be completely different exactly, most likely it it would be, be yeah
0: it wouldn't be a very good monster if it was just all, like, one animal carcass.
1: Well, you exactly. got to mix I, them up. To be fair, I think I'm just distracted by the fact I keep seeing the word eat, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've had my tea, it, but I'll, I'm I'll sorry, have a snack. I'm, don't <laughs>
0: call attention to my shirt, because I have to sit like this with my boobs out for you to be able well, to it see. Well, it makes a
1: change that you're the one doing it instead. <laughs> Damn you boobs. Damn you boobs. <laughs> Again, you can buy that t-shirt on our app. You can. Oh, thanks, Beth Revis.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I was man. kind of proud okay. of this t-shirt. Um,
2: Check it out. Ooh, I love that. <gasps> Mothman. Oh, it's Mothman. Mothman.
1: Nice. That
2: makes me
0: so Oh, funny. Claire, <laughs> we should have put on our Fook Monster shirts. Oh, mine's in the washing machine. <sighs> mine's out there. <laughs> Dang it Missed opportunities I just have my eat shirt on That's okay <laughs> Put on your Bigfoot hat <laughs>
1: There we I go I it sometimes during the day what? cryptids Yeah There nice.
0: <laughs> Oh, Let me creepy
1: guys as well Yeah but Oh are very
0: sinister They're not cobbled together enough I like my
2: cobbled monsters <laughs> Okay there's actually there's I don't know. Someone on, There's someone on Twitter who posted pictures of like. Here there are monsters. Ask monster. Things that she had made in her garden, it was the most amazing. Oh wow. That is
1: really yeah. Cool.
2: I'll, I'll I'll have to I'll I'll dig it up and retweet it because it was it was just magnificent. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, you need to do I can that. only imagine that got very uncomfortable, like at two o'clock in the morning, when she can the tap, tap tap and it's scratching <laughs> at the window.
2: Well, I mean, like she, she opens made the, the door to her basement, so going to come after her. <laughs> she's going <laughs> to send if them she's off. she's got a
1: psychotic sister that's actually bringing them to life. Though. <laughs> yeah, that might
2: make a difference. But... Oh man,
0: <laughs> you haven't I- answered this. I was about to say I don't know if I've answered this one or not. I think I'm going to go antlers. They seem sharper and creepier to me. And like you could reach really far and, you know, scrape on a window
2: or something.
1: You could have two sets as well. You could have like a moose antler one and then like a gazelle in the other.
2: Yeah. I feel like the strength, like talking about how strong they are, is a really good point. Because, yeah, ribs would, especially from a small animal, would be a lot more prone to snapping.
0: Yeah. And I need to do some like menacing things with my antler hands. Ooh. I need I need to be strong. I can't I can't be frail. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Okay. Next question.
1: <clears throat>
0: yes. It's time. It's time for the next question. Would you rather share a bedroom with your psychotic sister who may or may not stare at you often while you're sleeping, or have your own room, but be terrorized by creepy creatures tapping at the window.
2: I feel like this is kind mm-hmm. of a like, you know, the scary thing you know versus the scary thing you don't. You know?
1: It's like the familiar scary
2: Which is worse. sister,
1: or you see, I listen to the audio book of this, and at two o'clock in the morning, when you're lying there in the dark, and remembering that your feet are sticking out of the bed because they're hot and then going oh no oh no and then slowly bringing it back in because the monsters live under the bed and then sky moves down into the basement and the entire time you're going you don't have curtains love <laughs> someone's going to tap out the window and going they're going to tap it's going to tap something's going to tap And then it taps and goes, oh, shit. No, do not like, do not like, do not like. Go, 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 go. Don't go outside! (laughs) I'm just painting that picture that happened at two o'clock in the morning for me. Um, I'm going to go and share a bedroom with my psychotic sister because Deidre does not want to kill me. She wants me to serve her. Mm. So... She wants the the Queen of Swords. She wants her champion, and if that's me, then I've got an a element of safety,
2: perhaps. Well, and also, you know, like if she's your sister, it's you know, like you're you're around her all the time. She's not that creepy, you know. Like she might be creepy, annoying, but she's not. You know, the f- the familiar is not scary, right?
0: You're used to her
2: creepiness. Exactly.
1: So if you woke up. But I am not
0: used to waking up to people staring at me.
1: I am That's off putting. Have a child. No, thank you. It desensitizes you. No. And it's okay. No, not into it. I'll have a moment. Well the weird one is when the husband's asleep, snoring away, but has their eyes open and is facing towards you and you're like, oh shit. No. That's (laughs) awesome. That again happens at two o'clock in the morning when I'm listening to creepy audio books. No.
0: I woke up I woke up once several years ago because Jacob sat up straight in bed and said, Poe, and then he went back to sleep. Wow. I don't know what, what, who or what Poe is, but it, it was enough for me. I don't need that. I'm going to, I'm going to live in the, the creepy creatures tapping at my window
2: room. I don't, mm no, no. I think my boat is
1: with I think my boat is with the sister
2: No. Better the scariness you know than the scariness you don't
1: Well, next question Would you rather have dead animals left on your doorstep or a monstrous tree invading your bedroom? I don't like things in walls You don't? Ooh, you hate things in walls I hate things in walls They give me both the heebies and the jeebies <laughs> I do not like them like episodes of tv shows with things and walls make me very uncomfortable there was an episode of supernatural where it happened in an apartment block and i still get creeped out just thinking about it yeah, i really feel like
2: you know if you've had a cat then you know having dead animals lined up on your doorstep is kind of like oh yeah you know they're just taking care of you yeah but one of them was like a porcupine yeah like when they're bigger things it's like that's a little startling but you know it's better than like having something um like at least it's outside the house (laughs) not coming in through the wall but see look if you're sky
0: you you like plants that's true. So, you know, maybe she'll just start pruning it, you know, <laughs> and like hanging things from the roots. What, making it and... torpory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she likes plants. She likes them so much that her sister went bonkers.
1: So. Yeah, but these are root systems.
0: Doesn't matter. She would tend them, she would take care of them. Okay. I believe that Skye wouldn't mind it.
2: See, I guess it depends if it wasn't buildings. ruining
0: their house And then it made their mom yell at their dad
2: Cause I guess this is that like, tree roots don't actually do that Like there's, you know, like people talk about tree roots coming through concrete and basements all the time But it's not, that's not a thing they do um, So, like if, by magic, or, you know, magical hostility If they were actually wetting their way through the concrete, like that would be for some pretty major structural damage so
1: I think, yeah, I think I'd think i take the dead animals, honestly. But they also smell bad. Yeah, but you just get a shovel, you shove them away. So, or, I don't know, in the UK, if there was a dead animal, I've called the council to come and remove them before when I found de- dead animals in the road. And no skin off my nose. Skin off the animals, because it's dead and you've got skinny marks all over it. But no skin off my nose. It's like, council, dead animal. You know, and if it's a domesticated animal, they're trying to do track and trace to let the owners know. So,
0: you know, could I use the carcasses to make new monsters? Yes. Because let's face it, everyone here—I'm—I'm I'm the one who's making all the monsters in this, in our little situation here. I'm doing all the creepy shit that no one wants to do. So maybe I should take the dead animals. i,
1: I you just, have you ever seen the movie The Relic? It's based on the book. It's set in uh, a museum in uh, New York. It's terrible, but I love it. I don't think so. Um, it's it's and it's about this creature that gets brought to the museum, like the Natural History Museum, from this the middle of nowhere. And there's inside there's creatures that you know it it, and it kind of like. A little bit alien style evolves and kills everybody. Goes a rip-roaring rampage. There's death, blood, everything. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> but at one point, you know when they're setting the scene, they go through and they say, oh well we've had this carcass that's been brought and we need to take the flesh off the carcass. And then it shows you the, the carcass in this big tank and these beetles just eating away at the flesh. Sure. So, you know, it's your circle of life type thing. And it's that reminds me <laughs> Oh, that scene in the relic you need to see this movie it's terrible it's very dark and I mean that is in lighting you can't see anything so you spend the entire time <laughs> squinting but it's it's hilarious it's so bad and I love there's it. a
2: graphic novel um, it's actually like a, a middle grade graphic novel I think called snapdragon which is a work of utter genius it's so wonderful and there is a character in there who takes roadkill and like buries it and then once the, once it's decayed and it's skeletonized, they take the bones and like make, um, like not monster sculpture, but they make like uh, like they put them, they put them back together. So you have like a model skeleton of like a, or whatever, which is, you know, like it's, this is sort of the way this, this story is, is that it's just like super weird and totally unapologetic about it. It's glorious. So, yeah, you could make monsters hmm. out of, you know, you with your roadkill, just like, you know, bury them and after a while, yeah. lots of materials.
1: Maybe Isn't I it a thing in America as well to have roadkill cafes? It's <laughs> <That's> a thing. <laughs> I don't. Oh, my stereotyping again, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Going the
1: barbecue.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're stereotyping me as an Arkansan. <laughs> We're gonna get on some of them squirrels off the side of the road.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Although now I you're think, stereotyping yourself.
2: I think, I'm though, just doing it's, a call back like, to barbecue. around here, I think I remember people saying that it is legal if you, like, run into a deer with your car and you kill it, you can take it home and, like, have it for me. I'm pretty sure that's a thing here as well. Yeah. Don't think anyone, you know, has cafes on that basis, but...
0: Look, I'm pretty sure at least I'm half Googling it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at least half of my family on both sides has eaten squirrel or oh, other other things.
2: You know that that's what you get when you grow up in Arkansas. You know the joy of cooking? Like the, the big fat yeah. classic cookbook? Yeah. If you look in there, yeah. Yeah. there is literally a recipe for squirrel. I'm pretty sure I have that. I'm going to <laughs> It tells I'm gonna, you how to I'm gonna squirrel.
0: take a note. <laughs> I am taking a note to look for the squirrel recipe. They don't
2: recommend it. There are so many They don't recommend companies. it. Well, this is a really shitty recipe. Well, don't do I, it, I guess but... it's not very tasty. But like <laughs> here's, really how, here's how here's <laughs> how. If you really wanna <laughs> is oh, nice.
1: awful. Okay, now you can I have. Kill a goat and eat its meat in car- uh, a Caribbean curry is absolutely phenomenal. And then you can use the, the bones because I have antlers as well. I do.
0: Okay, well, now I have a weird note on my phone that says look for squirrel recipe, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our mission here is complete. This is where you need to come back to it in about three days' time and go, what? <laughs> what the
0: hell is this? Why am I, am I cooking up squirrel? Um, okay. Are we, are we moving on to the next question now? Please. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Would you rather have to non-lethally shoot your overbearing father with an arrow or beat up and embarrass Kevin, which kind of makes people think that you're crazy?
2: I think this is kind of a no-brainer, this one. Like, let's beat up Kevin. Come on. (laughs)
0: Let's everybody beat up Kevin. I mean,
2: (laughs) come on.
1: (laughs) Can, can we just like make him run down our open hands in, in, in like a slap line? <laughs> just to speed things up.
0: Some, for some reason, when you were doing this, it made me think of like the spanking machine. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna knock you. <laughs>
0: like Kevin in the spanking machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would be afraid that my overbearing father would then take things too far. And like retaliate. He just seemed that dad seemed oh. scary because he was like so nice, but then like he was always like putting William down. I don't know. I didn't get a good vibe. I didn't get a good vibe from any adults in this.
1: I didn't get a good vibe from, from anyone. Anyone. World. Oh, terrible, and you just love to hate for. them all. Oh <laughs> yeah. man. I did not feel sympathy or empathy for any of them. I was like, please be eaten by the monsters. Please. <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> yeah, but we always want gruesome and terrible things to happen in every
1: book that we read, so... Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Thinking about this question, the overbearing fatherway, father, how old's William? Is he a senior? Uh, at high school? Oh. I think I said Sky was
2: 16, which makes them, like... The year before senior,
1: I don't. Yeah. Okay. So effectively, he's got a couple of years before he can graduate high school and then go to college or get a job, whatever. So it it sounds awful, but his dad wasn't beating the shit out of him all the time. He was overbearing. That we know of. That we know of. But if you can put up with it for another year, year and a half, then you can be free then you shoot him
0: as you're leaving the house
1: (laughs) yes in some kind of like drop mic dramatic exit style with some really good heavy metal rock playing in the background preferably yes um if he is beating the snot out of you then that's a totally different kettle of fish you know i don't know so i'm going to presume no at this point okay um so I, could, I would put up with that for a little bit longer because then I'm free and i never to see the, the guy again. Whereas Kevin, oh god, I just want to beat the shit out of him.
0: <laughs> but he tried to undouchebag himself at the end.
1: <laughs> I see. <say. laughs>
2: <laughs> see, this is the thing, is that I'm not sure he is un himself. He's just being self-conscious about it. Like, he's saying, okay, I know I'm a douchebag, you know. Which yeah. is a different thing than saying I'm not going to do this anymore.
1: Right. So, you know, at least Scott- he's a he self-aware douchebag. Yeah, he's, he's acknowledging his own limitations, and which there are many, many, many limitations. <laughs> he 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 has not received any personal growth. None of the characters have received any personal growth. They have learned zero lessons. No,
0: no, William walked away at the end. If he had what, been his he learned same, self-preservation. If he had learned his same, you know, or kept his same, like, wiener baggeriness, he would have, <laughs> like, been kind to Sky at the end. But he's like, you know what? You tried to murder me, so I'm leaving.
1: It didn't come across as that way to me. It came across as a really loud yelp and a runaway backwards whilst he's peeing his pants. <laughs> That's the way it came across to me. <laughs> You know she's she, she's properly traumatized him. She, he see he William seen sky is a trigger and he just he went out in the opposite direction yeah. which is fine. But I don't consider that personal growth. I consider that self-preservation.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Just the fact that he didn't want anything to do with her I think is growth.
1: I mean to be fair, would you want anything to do with her after what he's gone through?
0: No, and I'm really frankly surprised that they didn't all then tell on her for, I swear to God, drowning and killing Tyler. Tyler's dead. Tyler is dead in my mind. He is dead.
1: <laughs> I'll and tell you what's dead about Tyler. His Olympic dreams. Oh, there we go.
0: No, no, he's dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Melinda. He's dead. See, like. He's dead. And all of. I would have loved to kill Tyler. Stuff, you did. You did. He's dead. Killed
2: Tyler off. But like, I couldn't. Do anything that would actually You know get the police involved So he had to be like You know intimidated Into shutting up And yeah. very traumatized But not dead Because if he was
0: dead No then see in my mind questions. No he's dead He's dead and that's why they had to move across <laughs> the country That's why I can
2: accept this He's gigantic. dead
0: Thank you he's dead <laughs> And in the whole like uh, yeah he can't He's just, he can't even get in a swimming pool anymore, and you know, oh, he's her protector now. Yeah, it's because everyone's fucking terrified that you're going to kill someone else. And the the not being able to swim anymore thing, I mean, that's just a story. They're really good storytellers, so he's dead. He's a corpse. <laughs> I, I believe nothing else. He is dead in my heart.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I will, I will accept him as a corpse. That's, that's cool of me. Thank you. Would you like to take his I'm parts and it. make a monster out of him? Oh, totally. <laughs> okay, good. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if, what if it wasn't Sky that killed him? What if she just did do the terror- terrorizing him? What if it was Deidre as the left? She finally just went, right, okay, that's it, and snap. You're gone.
2: Mm. I'd be okay with that. Did something magical? To I mean, him he's or... dead.
1: He's dead. dead. He is yeah. dead.
0: I don't care as long as he's dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. And I'm wearing his skull
2: as a hat. Yeah, I, th- I think they are driven to that. Dead. That's okay. that's her jam.
1: <laughs> What's the character <laughs> of the Chris, uh, of um labyrinth? Is it labyrinth? <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. It's the grizzled old lady who just got the hat and the the the, the head, the, the the skeleton head on, her, on oh, the on like, was it that or was it Dark crystal? It's dark. Is it dark crystal? I think you might
2: be thinking of. Star- Star- oh, you know? There's
0: there's an old man who has like a thing on his head. Yeah. Well, and there's a um, there's a bag lady too who. Yeah, the bag or, lady. Like, oh, don't you want your teddy bear? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, go there, bear. Does,
1: she, does she not have the, a skull on her head? Or am I just remembering? Because there's, well?
2: She's
0: got a bunch of junk, Paula. There's
2: Agra in the dark crystal who has horns.
1: I think I might be confusing the two. Yeah.
0: You're, you're mashing them together. You're creating your own monster.
1: <laughs> yes. One of them's wearing Tyler's skull head. Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's
1: fine. Have we all killed Kev- Kevin?
0: I we put we... him through the spanking machine, I believe, is yeah. what happened to
1: Kevin. <laughs> okay, right, just just to confirm. Yeah, yeah. Last question, <laughs> then. <laughs> Last question. Would you rather rescue Deidre or William? I mean, like, William's kind of the better human
2: being in all this, but I mean, like... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, like, I, feel, I feel like he would, you know not get up to as much evil shit as Deirdre maybe would. It's difficult when you encounter <laughs> But, yeah. I don't know, like, if in this scenario Deirdre's my sister, then, like, that kind of, that maybe changes the
1: calculation a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I Look, kept saying leave her behind the entire time. I was like, just forget it. Just write her off. Yeah. Whatever. Just get rid of her. You're safer without. Yeah. yeah. Move to the city.
0: I feel like if if you brought her back, she would be pissed. And who knows what she would do. Because she is already
2: bonkers. Yeah, out there, yeah. yeah.
0: She's already a sociopath. So. She's would gonna she murder still someone. She does have
1: powers as well. Like, I imagine the trees moving in.
0: Yeah, I feel like. When literally she's literally,
1: end style.
0: Yeah, once she I think once she's been over to this other side where she is and she's got all these powers and she's, you know, uh, made of mountains and lightning. Um she's going to come back worse.
1: Yeah. I think she'll come back as like dark gladriel, like, you know, beautiful and terrible as the you know, mm-hmm. she 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 would be as if she's gladriel had the one ring kind mm-hmm. of yeah. evil, all powerful and you've brought that yeah, into the world. You can't stop her.
0: No. But she's also dirtier than that. She's like a smudged
2: up Galadriel. She is, but she's got nice dress though. She does like a Well if you took if you took her power away from her, like she would snap, she'd go she'd go right off the bend, I think, at that point, so
1: Yeah. I kept expecting her to kill the parents, to be honest. And I'm very surprised that they didn't. They didn't get it. Yeah. Or child services, you know, <laughs> got involved. Their parents were the worst. It reminds me of all of criminal cases that have happened in the UK where children have gone missing and nothing happens to the parents even though, you know, they have to bear some responsibility of the negligence. There's, there's a pretty mm. famous case I don't know if it's come over to the, the United States but a little girl was kidnapped I use air quotes kidnapped because nobody knows what's happened it's over 10 years ago in Spain the Madeleine McCann case and if you've heard of it it's it's huge over here millions and millions of pounds have gone in to try and find her um, and nothing, no repercussions happened to the parents, the parents left her with her siblings in a hotel room and went to dinner in a hotel. Wow. Well. Classy. And nothing's happened. And that kind of negligence, where they put the onus on the other children to look after the younger ones, was what I got from this and thought the parents are suffering. Not, I mean, they're suffering guilt and grief because their youngest daughter's disappeared. But they were negligent. They did not fulfill their parental responsibility and they're not getting, for me, should the, the 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 justice that they should have, like as a you know, the social justice and that they, they did not perform their parental duty. Very frustrating
0: hmm. I've just had lots of thoughts that happened in my head and and it was like a chain reaction of thinking of Sky and the mom being like, you know, why why weren't you watching her? But then I was thinking about Sky falling asleep and how that's not a thing that she did. And then I was thinking, why did Sky fall asleep? Like, was it something that Deirdre did and she put her sister to sleep? Did it involve all of those plants that she had? Did she, like, mm-hmm. use her magic powers to manipulate something in the plants in her room to make her fall asleep? And then and then I also started thinking about JonBenet Ramsey, which is, like, the United States' Case like that, where mm-hmm. you know the the tiny baby beauty queen has
2: disappeared. I had a whole lot of things happening in my head just then. Did they ever solve? It? Like, I keep seeing I keep seeing tabloid headlines about it, but like I don't a think so. Mm-mm. Answer to that one? No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Cause so, I mean, like when I was you know when I was writing those parents, it was kind of like you know like writing the. Far end of like, you know, the parent I'm afraid to be, you know, too wrapped up in my, own, in my own shit to, you know, to be, to be bothered, I guess. So like, it, it's interesting writing these books from like, you know, about, you know, teenagers and parents, like being a parent at the same time. Cause I end up like, you know, it's not just like part of it's like, you know, what, you know, part of it's about, about kid me, but part of it's about parent me too. Yeah. Just
0: don't that, have children. That, <laughs> that saves all of your problems. Wait.
1: Bit too Sorry. late. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry. To Sorry. Both of you.
1: But that's the thing, and that's what's interesting about being having the discussions between me and Amanda, because there's been occasions where I mean I've literally felt so emotional about a book because from a parent's point of view I've had a completely different reaction to it to Amanda who doesn't have children, and that's where the interesting discussion takes place, because the whole point of a book is to stir up all these emotions and to get different viewpoints, and that's why it makes it much more engaging as well, having that discourse. I think that
0: everyone thinks that I'm a soulless monster, though, when we ever have those conversations, because I'm like, oh, children, purposefully childless, like... Well, I don't want no, to do that. You and you're like, oh, but the children. Oh, the children. And I'm like, no. I think people think I'm a soulless monster, which
1: is true. Well, Yes, but who was the person who went on a, a ten-minute rant about not pressuring women into becoming vessels for childbearing and that they're all allowed their own choice and that they shouldn't be stereotyped into only being wives and mothers? So, you yeah. know... Freedom of choice, swings and roundabouts. We're all out of opinion, and it's just the point of this. It's just how what we're allowed to do and what we're doing is bringing our life experience into it. Yeah, and that's what makes it a good conversation. But anywho, who are rescuing? Ah, uh, William, because
0: Deidre doesn't want to come back, and if you bring Deidre back, she's gonna she's gonna snap.
1: Same. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, the, the ultimate evil to enter the world and it be my fault. <laughs> Oops. Cause she'd
0: hate you then. She doesn't she wouldn't just she wouldn't want you anymore. She would hate you. And Definitely all of her monsters rooms, would swarm. Then. Yeah. And she would, not she would stare at you. <laughs> she
1: would be sleeping. the one tapping
0: at the window. <laughs> she would. Whilst staring at you. Both things are happening at the same time.
1: Well technically she is because she controls the monsters. Wow, she's a creep. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, she's terrible and I kind of love her but I hate her at the same time.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Is uh that's that's the end of Would You Rather, right? Yes. So, now we have to move on and talk about <laughs> other things, but oh man, that was a good. That was a good game of Would You Rather. I think that's yeah. my most favorite that we've had. Well, those were really. awesome
1: questions. Well, we can only be as good as the source material. That's
0: true. It all has to come from somewhere, and that's definitely we... your brain.
1: We always blame the would-you-rathers on the author. <laughs> yes, we do. We do not bear any responsibility. <laughs> we do sometimes
0: cobble things together in even more terrible and excruciating ways, though, so... <sighs> fun. But we do have to borrow it. It's not it's ours. Sure. We just make
1: it worse. <laughs> like building <laughs> monsters. Yes. Yes! Yes! Well, that was freaking delightful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really great. Of the best games of Would You
0: Rather we've ever played. It is one of the best ones we have had recently, for sure.
1: Mm.
0: Except for the fact that my internet was kind of crap.
1: Uh, makes a change that wasn't mine, so... I know, I don't know. I don't know what it was. We're cast.
0: But we did talk we did talk about Don
1: Cartage. We invoked the name. We did. But it happened before we invoked her name, so I think it's the cosmos. Yeah. It's it's Deirdre. Damn you, Deirdre. I know.
0: God damn it. It's all Deirdre. She's <sighs> Jumanjied her way into the podcast.
1: Can't trust anybody, can you? No, you cannot. Anywho. Favorite final do quote. Yes. Yeah. I have two. Hmm. I have three. Okay. Quote one. It's a longer. I've done my best to bury that person, to forget the roots winding down into the dark. I don't want to follow them. I'm afraid to find out how far down they go. But they were there all along, underneath. <sighs> <gasps> <laughs> I love it because it freaks me. Out. yeah it's it's something it's like it's in the dark it's in the walls it's all around you it's terrifying i i yep oh
0: <laughs>
1: the next one you can't just walk away when someone needs a hero
0: oh but can't you
1: <laughs> it depends on the situation i really think oh. If it involves sacrificing to make born monsters, perhaps evaluate the circumstances. Let that one go. <laughs> What's yours?
0: Okay. Oh, sorry, Mom. I can't be grounded right now. I have to go do the bidding of the monsters in the woods.
1: <laughs> and that is an actual quote from Amanda's childhood. <laughs> You know, I did have a wooden sword. I've got one. Now. It's downstairs. Nice. nice.
0: Well, that's not creepy at all, is it? <laughs> that was Brent looking at skulls
1: on the porch. Also, quote from Amanda's actual life. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And finally, I'm just trying to, you know, express concern and shit. Again, an actual
1: quote about <laughs> like This book was made for me. I love it. Really it really was. Everything about it. This, it. Wow. You know the wow. only thing it's missing? Teeth. It does talk about the teeth, though, in the skulls. And when it starts burrowing into William.
0: Yeah. But not but enough I teeth. Mean, not enough no. teeth. No. The fact that teeth exist, I mean like they all have teeth in their mouths. That doesn't count.
1: Deidre should have had a circlet of teeth.
0: She should have. She should have had a crown of teeth.
1: That's for the Jumanji version by then. It is. She's got like in, in some of them it's like big long tusks. Yeah teeth from all the different animals
0: yeah all teeth all the time Mm. Mm. all right speaking of if you like this try this my book's about teeth i mean it's not it's not about teeth but the title is but anyway we always do you first so come back to that come back to the teeth pin in it
1: okay my book is it's not one i've read but i'm interested in reading it because the um, cover is so great because the cover is so great and also friday night i was having a text conversation with coral who was currently reading this so shout out to coral super fan super listener who is currently reading this book as well and it says it's very good so oh, well we have
0: to read it because coral knows us
1: well i think coral might have to come on and do would you rather with us
0: i really wish that she would
1: Coral, Coral. this is your formal invitation. We're going to make it happen, Coral. Has to happen. It's going to. And it's Horrid by Katrina Lennell. So the summary from Goodreads. Following her father's death, Jane North Robinson and her mom move from sunny California to dreary, dilapidated old house in Maine, where her mother grew up. All they want is a fresh start, but behind North Manor's doors lurks a history that leaves them feeling more alone and more tormented. As the cold New England autumn arrives and Jane settles into her new home, she finds solace in old books and memories of her dad. She steadily begins making new friends, but also faces bullying from the resident bad seed, struggling to tamp down her own worst nature in response. Jane's mum also seems to be spiralling with the return of her child at home, but she won't reveal why. Then Jane discovers that the storage room, quotes... Her mom has kept locked, isn't for storage at all. It's a little girl's bedroom. Left untouched for years and not quite as empty as the inhabitants as it seems. Is it grief, mental illness, or something more horrid? Ooh, yes, please. This book sounds so freaky and I love the cover. I love the premise. Yep. And I kind of feel like there's some hashtag tenuous links in there and, you know, moving to a new place and having this whole, like, in a turmoil and yeah. multiple persona perhaps, so this it's more concept than it is literal yeah. links. But I just it. think it sounds amazing.
0: I'm into it. Let's fit it into the schedule.
1: Excellent. What have you got?
0: Baby teeth by yeah. Zoji. <laughs> Baby teeth.
1: <clears throat> I read
0: this one. It made me so mad in like the best ways. <laughs> Okay, this summary is from Goodreads as well. Meet Hannah. She's the sweet but silent angel in the adoring eyes of her daddy. He's the only person who understands her, and all Hannah wants is to live happily ever after with him. But Mommy stands in her way, and she'll try any trick she can think of to get rid of her, ideally for good. Meet Suzette. She loves her daughter, really, but after years of expulsions and strained homeschooling, her precarious health and sanity are weakening day by day. As Hannah's tricks become increasingly sophisticated, and Suzette's husband remains blind to the failing family dynamics, Suzette starts to fear that there's something seriously wrong, and that maybe home isn't the best place for their baby girl after all. Ooh. Oh. yeah my tenuous link was fucking sociopaths. <laughs> the little girl in this book scary beyond all reason Yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah it was good though <laughs>
1: <laughs> It sounds really good. it sounds really really creepy yeah. Disquieted. But
0: also, like, you, you just hate it
1: because this, this girl, you just, uh, ugh, <laughs> hate. You see, sometimes sometimes the best characters are the ones you freaking hate. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have an indie
0: spotlight? Yes. Yes, we do. We do have an indie spotlight. The one that I selected today is called The Piano Room by Cleo Valenza. 18-year-old Sandor Esterhazy, overwhelmed by his parents' expectations, makes a deal with the devil to gain a life of his own choosing. Although he laughs it off as a joke, that night the devil arrives dragging someone or something with him. As Sandor comes to terms with his new role as captor, the creature named Ferdy, learns what it is to be human and escapes into the world. Simultaneously a coming of age and coming to life story, the piano room explores what it means to be human and displays that tenderness is as able to change us as violence. Ooh Sounds fun. It's kind of fausty. Yeah. We like we dig that. We do. We do. But also, tenuous link, monsters, perhaps, (laughs) coming to life, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'll allow it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for allowing it. (laughs) All right. So that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss Living Dead in Dallas by Charlene Harris. Be sure to join any of our Patreon tiers to watch our discussion of this book in time for Vampire Book Club on the last Tuesday of the month. Eee! Vampire Book Club!
1: You can find us at fictionalhangover.com follow us on instagram at fictional hangover find us on facebook at facebook.com fictional hangover and on twitter at fictional hangover no er if you'd like this episode check out our others and rate review and subscribe so you don't miss out and finally special thanks to liz emerson for our music you can find her on facebook and patreon thanks for listening